بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين just a, a short reminder that ties in with some of the ayat that we heard from Surah Al-Kahf when we look at the specific story and this is one of the four cornerstone stories that we find in the surah the first of course being Ashab Al-Kahf this small number a very high quality, sincere, righteous youth just trying to hang on to the rope of Allah, just trying to hang on to la ilaha illallah and look at how many miracles Allah made happen for them in their favor. SubhanAllah, Allah was literally guiding them in their street, excuse me, in their sleep for centuries. Allah was guiding them. Now the whole time they're unaware of that, but look at Allah's plan. When you look at <clears throat> when you look at the second major story, you have the these two two different personalities. There were two friends, and one had less but was humble. One had more, was arrogant, and ended up basically losing the blessing that they had because of because of how they approached it. The third major story is the one that I want to briefly touch upon: the story of Prophet Musa salam and Al Khidr. And then the fourth one, of course, uh, Dhul Qarnain. In the third of these four stories. When you look at the the epic story of Prophet Musa salam and Al-Khidr, and when you look at what happens, there, as we know, there are three different incidents that occur. And at face value, from the human perspective, very understandably, it's extremely difficult to process each and every one of these three occurrences. What's worth noting, when you look at the first of these three, as we go through them quickly, when you look at the first example, one of the lessons that we can derive from it very clearly, and it's a very rich lesson, is Allah describes these poor fishermen. Allah describes them as masakin. They're not wealthy, they don't have palaces, they don't have gold coins that you know so many they lose track of. Even though they had very little, even though they, 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 they were working hard, but they didn't really have much. They were, nowadays we would say, living paycheck to paycheck. Even then, as much as they may have been struggling financially, from the human eye, as low as it, they may have looked to be on the social totem pole, what did they do? And subhanAllah, if you were to tell them at that time that your story is going to be preserved in a lawh al-mahfuz, it's going to be in the Qur'an, and billions of people are going to read and recite and listen to your story, many of them on a weekly basis, what, what's the, the, the secret, what's the pearl that we can extract from that part of the story? They didn't have much, they had a boat, some people needed a ride, they helped them out, and at, at first, it looks like the end result of that is their very boat that they just used as an act of sadaqah to facilitate this, this act of charity, a social act of charity. At first, it looks like they did this good deed and then their boat gets damaged. That boat is their entire livelihood. It's not a small thing. But then... Eventually, when Allah lifts the veil and when Allah 
shows basically the, the, the secrets to each of these three incidents, then you see that they used what they had for the sake of Allah to help some people who happened to be Prophet Musa and Al-Khidr. The point is they used, they had very little, but they used what they had to help people. At first it looked like there was damage, but actually that small damage prevented and protected a far greater damage. So when, when the Prophet teaches us give sadaqah without delay, for it stands in the way of calamity, this story ties in beautifully with that. The story doesn't mention they gave a sack of silver coins to Al-Khidr and a sack of gold coins to Sayyidina Musa they didn't have much. They, they had this boat. They used it to try to help. And through the act of sadaqah, look at how quickly they're doing good. And within that act, within those moments, Al-Khidr, at, at the end of the, the ride basically, damages the boat a little bit. And then eventually it makes perfect sense because behind them, they had no idea. They just want to do good for the sake of Allah. Through that, Allah protects their livelihood. And their story is honored and preserved until now. What was the secret? They used what they had for the sake of Allah. They did something for the sake of Allah. And through that, Allah protected them. Allah preserved them. Their livelihood. And then when you look at the second part of the story, and, and this part of the story, the story with the, the, the child, I mean, there, there's a ton of commentary because it's... It's so bizarre, it's so strange It's so hard to process You could even say it's a problematic part of the story Like how are we supposed to understand this? That's a separate topic for another day But at first It doesn't seem to make sense But then eventually Eventually it makes sense And then the third part of the story At first it doesn't look like it makes sense These people are refusing basic human humane hospitality to travelers which at that time was like that that's just extremely poor etiquette that's just wrong and then al-khidr goes and he's repaired like it's so hard to process one two and three but then allah knows allah is al-hakim allah is the most wise oh the, now all of a sudden part one makes sense actually it makes a lot of sense Part two, now it makes a lot of sense. Part three, now it makes a lot of sense. What's the secret? Righteousness is highlighted in each of these three thirds of that story. The righteous people, Allah helped them. The parents of that boy, they were righteous, Allah helped them in the long run. The father of these two orphans in that extremely stingy town, so stingy they don't want to give Aside from the fact that who it is they're refusing basic hospitality, just for anyone to do that is horrible. Look at the rigidness, the, the ugliness, the toughness of the hearts. Even though these orphans are in such a difficult atmosphere, their father was righteous, and look at what happened. Look at who Allah sent to preserve that treasure for them. Not just the fact that Allah preserved the treasure for them. Can you imagine? Allah sends these two individuals specifically to go there to repair that structure because that was how righteous, that reflects how righteous the father was. The idea is we try to do good with what we can, how we can, when we can, where we can, within our capacity. In, in the middle, not too much, not too little. But we hope and we pray that 
from, from one part of the story to another. We try to do small good deeds. We try to give towards Udhiya. We try to smile. We try to whatever it may be. We hope that Allah accepts it. And we hope that the reward with Allah is far greater than whatever it is we're trying to produce to show Him that we just want to make it home and we all want to go back to Jannah. We ask Allah to forgive all of us. We ask Allah to grant us wisdom and we ask Allah to help us to connect with the Quran which is filled with abundant wisdom. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Subhana rabbika rabbil azzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun al-mursin. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.